door this guy's gonna have out back? Hey, Trey, let me tell you something about old school, all right? He's the most dangerous OG on the set. Let me tell you, young punk, something. I've been down on this hood a long time. I've seen a lot of things. I survived the watch riots, gang wars. You know how I did it? How? I stand in my ground and have my homies watch my back. Good word. So don't let nobody mess with your set. Yeah! And like me. Nobody give you no shit. Yeah, old school. I'm Yama, and I'ma close out with this, man. A lot of y'all motherfuckers that's talking down on Victor Wimbenyama, bro, y'all gotta chill the fuck out. A lot of people are are calling Victor Wimbenyama a bust already after one game. Y'all watch this man in France all last year ball out. And because he has a bad first game, he's a bust now. Now, I could completely understand, like, if he had a couple of seasons logged in and he hasn't made an impact on his team, I could completely understand why. But y'all need to chill the fuck out. This is King Known Uncensored, and I'm out.
Oh yeah. It's your boy, it's your motherfucking boy. King Dona and Sister up early in the motherfucking morning on this Sunday morning grind shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. About to be going on a short little hiatus, though. I'll be collecting news still. Oh, don't worry. It's always going to be some news. We still got more uh, Summer League shit. We got a lot to talk about. So, we going to start off with, um, let's see. The Portland Trailblazers are seeking four first-round picks and two quality players for Damian Lillard. Now, in order for, you know, this to happen, it has to be a three-team deal. No team can offer the Blazers this straight up unless it's OKC. I think that's really the only team that can offer that shit, in my opinion, right? So, it's going to be tough to move Dame because if it was easy, something would have happened by now. And Damian Lillard's dumbass agent keeps telling teams that he might not even report to the team if he's traded somewhere that's not the Miami Heat. And I think that shit's dumb. Just ride out the contract. I think he only has like two years left. And then go to Miami and free agency. It's that fucking simple. I just don't... I'm, I'm just disappointed in how Damian Lillard is allegedly handing, handling this. But Portland put their price out there. Okay, so we got... Obi Toppin, man. Wow. So we figured out why the New York Knicks gave up on this kid so early. So... They basically traded him because he cussed out Thibs. Yeah, he cussed out Tom Thibodeau. Like, I know how Tom Thibodeau is. I told y'all, his coaching style is not a fit for this era. These kids, man, they take everything super personal when you're really trying to, like, light a fire under them. Like, they just... They can't handle, like, a guy who is a traditional head coach. They just can't. And some audio leaked of Toppin cussing out Tom Thibodeau. And I was surprised. So, Toppin just told him he can't coach. Which is crazy, but I mean, I think Tibbs is a good coach, but I don't think he's a great coach. But Toppin was pissed. And so that's why he got traded to the Indiana Pacers. Now, Drake is taking shots at a lot of rappers who take two, three years off. 
in a concert with 21 Savage. He's talking about how these rappers take two, three years off and you know what I'm saying? And I give y'all some shit every year for the girls and the guys and for all the dogs and all that. I mean, that's cute. But however, Drake, the more music that you put out, yeah, I mean, Drake's a high-selling rapper. That's great. That's what he does. But the quality is just not the same as if if you had two years to conjure up an album. Like those guys that you say take two to three years are better than you. And it's easy. J. Cole is better than Drake. Kendrick Lamar is better than Drake. Big Sean can hold his own against Drake. I'm not saying Sean better, but Sean, you know what I'm saying? In this generation, I can say it's up there with those guys. It's all about quality over quantity sometimes. And Drake's last few projects have been average, have been average basically. Uh, besides the joint with 21 Savage, you know, the other three projects that he's released in the last four years have been mid. But as I've told y'all on previous shows, Drake is in a contract where he has to complete a certain amount of albums. And then once he's done with that, he's going to get 500 million. He's legitimately doing this for the money. He's not doing it because he loves it. He's doing this for a paycheck. And that's okay. That's his prerogative. Greg Popovich now has uh, succeeded Monty Williams as the highest paid coach in the NBA. As he re-signed with the San Antonio Spurs, a five-year, $80 million deal. Damn. Eric Spolster is going to be next up. He might, he might, he might surpass uh, Greg Popovich. I think. I think they might give him 81, 82 million. You know what I'm saying? That's fucking crazy, though. Shout out to Greg Popovich, man. He definitely deserves the money. He's an all-time Hall of Fame coach. We just gonna keep it at that. Oh man, City Boys up plus a thousand. So this nigga Stevie J and Faith finally get a divorce because allegedly he uh, she caught her. I mean, he caught her cheating on him. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, they've had they reached a rough patch in a relationship where it just couldn't be repaired. And that's very unfortunate. Because I definitely wanted to see that couple work. Because, you know, they were together during the uh, bad boy days and whatnot. I really wanted to see them make it, man. I'm not going to front. But it, but Stevie J gets a million in alimony. You know, men are starting to get alimony now. That's crazy. But I hope the best for the both of them. But um, see Faith, 
bad things keep happening to her, man. And it's just simply because you just won't admit that you fucked Tupac back in the day. That would have been cool if you would have admitted that. What's so embarrassing about fucking one of the goats? You fucked two goats. In the same, in their prime. That's not a stain on your reputation. I don't, I mean, but at the same time, it was scandalous how Faith did that, though. How she slept with Pop to get back at Biggie for cheating on her. That's understandable, though. You know, nobody gets back at niggas better than females. Females are the best at getting revenge. You watch For My Man, Fatal Attraction, Snap. Y'all watch them shows, nigga. Y'all know what time it is. Let's get to this drum work album, man. Conway the Machine has a record label called Drum Work, and he released a compilation album with them called Drum Work the Album. And we're going to review it because I've been anticipating this album. I mean, Conway the Machine is one of the best rappers, probably a top five rapper in rap right now. And, you know, I love compilation albums. So let's see what happens with Drumwork the album. Now the uh, opener, both numbers with um, Conway the Machine, Goose, by the way. 7th After Genius, SK The King, Lucky 7, and, and Kendricks. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing that right. This was a posse cut. I don't know, man. The beat was dope, but I was disappointed in, like, the hook. It was just, like, Conway was, was rapping and stuff. Don't get me wrong. He definitely dumbed it down. But I don't know. I expected a little bit more out of Hove numbers to me. Seventh after Genius body this shit. And then Buddy that sound like LL. I don't know who went where. I can't tell between Goose by the way, SK the King, Lucky Seven, and Kendricks. I only can tell whether it's Conway, Seventh After Genius, and Jay Skees. Them the only three people whose voices I know. I don't even know who the cat from Baltimore is. You know, it's a cat in a group from Baltimore because I could tell by the accent. You know, if you, you hear them niggas be like, three, cream, blue, you know what I mean? That's the Baltimore guy. But yeah, Hove numbers could have been way better than that. Lonely with Jay Ski, 7th After Genius, SK The King, and Lucky 7. Dope record. I definitely like that song. Lalo featuring Conway, Benny, and 38 Special. Fire. 38 Special bodied that shit at the end. That verse was crazy. I don't know, y'all. That could be a top 10 verse of the year right there. Not gonna cap. City Grill. Featuring Jay Ski, 7th After Genius, and Goose, by the way. 
this shit fire. This beat is like mid-2000s. Just Blaze type shit. With the sample and the claps and stuff. Crazy. Rory Joint. Featuring Jay Skeeves and 7th After Genius. Crazy. Yo, 7th After... That's the joint I played at the beginning of the show. 7th After Genius went, went crazy on that song. Blue Glass featuring Jay Skeeves, Goose By The Way, and Shots All My. Featuring Goddamns. This shit was cool. Take It Back featuring Goose By The Way, SK The King, 7th After Genius, and Lucky 7. Another cool ass filler. Elephant Man featuring Conway the Machine, Rome Streets, Keen from BSF, Goose by the way, SK the King. This shit was crazy. Yeah, that's a dope collab. BSF and um Drum Work. That was cool. I think that was one of the singles that was released. This is War featuring Jay Skis, Goose by the way, Coda Sophia, Lucky Seven, and SK the King. This was cool. Definitely was feeling this. Crowns for Kings featuring 7th Ave the Genius and Coda Sevilla. Dope. This was one of the best songs on here. This could argue for my favorite record on the project. Andre 3000 featuring Conway the Machine, D Smoke, and 7th Ave the Genius featuring Bangladesh. I guess Bangladesh uh, sung on the hook. This was dope. Everybody verse on here was fire. Sudan featuring Conway, Shots All My. And Goose, by the way, this shit was cool. Far Away by Conway, El Camino, and, and Sean 2X. I don't know who was singing the hook. My guess that it was El Camino because he do be singing on a lot of songs. This is probably the best record on this project, hands down. And it's so catchy, like the hook will be in your head for like all day. All in all, hey, this drum work project kind of surprised me. I'm not gonna front, cause I just wasn't sure. Although I think that BSF as a collective is better, but that doesn't mean that I hate the drum work project. This turned out to be way better than I expected. And I was legitimately shocked. All in all, this was a really good project. Oh man, sad news, man. Scoot Henderson is injured, got injured in the summer league. And it's more than likely that we might not see him until the season. And that was wild because Scoot Henderson was having a great first half before he got injured. It was so sad, man. It's like, damn, he I, he injured his shoulder. But as strong as that motherfucker is, I expect a quick recovery. Amen Thompson also hurt his ankle in a summer league game. And it's supposed to be out for two to three weeks. And it's a shame because we could have saw both of the brothers go against each other. And now we won't see it. 
result. Speaking of Summer League, let's talk about it. So Victor uh, Wimbenyama, I was about to say, Victor Oladipo with my dumb ass. Uh, Victor Wimbenyama, bro, he made his uh, Summer League debut. On Friday, I believe it was. And it was disappointing. Because this was the game that everybody wanted to see. Because the number one pick was battling the number two pick. Brandon Miller, as I've said for the whole summer league, has been lackluster to say the least. But this game, he came out and showed out. I mean, he didn't shoot it particularly well. But I appreciated his aggression on Victor Wembanyama when he was checking him. He did have 16 points and 11 rebounds. Victor Wembanyama only had nine points, eight rebounds, and five blocks. I mean, he admitted himself at the end of the game that, you know, he didn't know what he was doing out there. And people got to understand that you got to have some patience with us. I didn't think that Victor Wimbenyama was going to be like all the way ready. He's still relatively a raw product. You feel me? He's still like figuring everything out and he's trying to learn the pro pace. I don't think Victor Wimbenyama is going to be solid for another two seasons. That's just me. He'll develop into a star. It'll be like more like a, a Jokic and Giannis type of deal here. You understand what I'm saying? It'll be a Jokic and Giannis thing. But um, the hype behind him is the potential, not necessarily what we're seeing. And I'm happy that Brandon Miller got some motivation to ball out. Julian Champagne, man, continues his reign with 20 points in that game. Now, I didn't see every single game, but I saw some of the highlights. But Keontae George went crazy last night. That nigga. I knew Keontae George was that nigga. I seen the footage in the dra- on the draft tape. Like he definitely reminds me of a baby Damian Lillard. Like Keontae George had 33 points and 10 assists last night. That dude's gonna start. In my opinion, he should start. It should be him, Clarkson, Markinen, Hendricks, and Kessler. That'd be the ultimate starting five. Um, we know that Taylor Hendricks and um, what's old boy's name? Bryce Sensiball might not play in the summer league this year. O'Shea Agbaji continues to tear it up with 21 points. Um, I saw Imani Bates cooking. 
We saw like what Imani Bates could be to that Cleveland Cavaliers team. We saw that. Now, one game that I did see was my Detroit basketball, my Detroit Pistons battled the Orlando Magic and come out very victorious. Understandable. A lot of those guys on the Magic that were out there were rookies. Detroit Pistons already like got that chemistry, you know, and I loved it. Like my guys came out there to work. You know, it's a lot of turnovers. Too many turnovers from on both sides. Too many turnovers, man. But Wiseman and Duran, our front court, they went to work. I think Beef still got to come off the bench next year. This one game showed me that Wiseman and Duran have chemistry. And I think that we should keep Wiseman. And I think that we should trade or cut Marvin Bagley the third. Uh, Aswar Thompson, he was making a lot of great passes, rebounding the ball pretty well. Jaden Ivy did okay. Oh no, he shot horrible, but that's why I said okay. Five and nineteen, goddamn. Yeah, but the bright spot were the big men yesterday. Now on the Orlando side of things, Anthony Black was playing well. Uh, Keith, I think it's Kevon Harris. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. But that kid was going to work. He had 21 points. Anthony Black did well. They were interviewing Cole Anthony. He was getting hype. You know what I'm saying? And Kaysen Wallace. Damn. Kaysen Wallace is cold, bro. Yo, man, Chet Holmgren was giving Derek Lively the business last night. Pause, but, man, shout out to Chet Holmgren. But Kaysen Wallace showed his true potential last night. Like, this nigga made six threes. We already know him for his defense, but he's legitimately a 3 and D player. Okay, say, shout out to Sam Presti, man. That nigga be going crazy in the GM move. Let's let's close this thing out with some stray news. Stray news, we in the game. on Dylan Brooks's contract. Dylan Brooks' four-year, $80 million deal with the Rockets. It's landed at four years and $86 million in the sign-and-trade with $4 million in incentives that could bring it to $90 million. Get paid, young nigga. Get paid. God damn. You see, this is how you get revenge on your former team. They wrote me off. I'm just going to get paid. I tell you niggas all the time on this show, there's always somebody in this world that's willing to overpay for you. There's always somebody in this world that's willing to be a dummy for you. There's always somebody in this world that will compromise themselves for you. Perfect. This is the perfect example of this situation right now. So, 
Popovich is not only being paid for his coaching services, but he's also the president of basketball operations as well. So he makes a decision on every player that comes into the building. So the Atlanta Hawks get Patty Mills. Patty Mills is on the move again. That NBA is a motherfucker, man. That's why you just gotta have one house, one or two, or one or two houses, and just simply just get an apartment, bro. Because man, not only did Patrick Mills get traded, but Rudy Gay got traded in this deal. So, in a cost-cutting move. The Atlanta Hawks traded guard Ty Ty Washington Jr. Forwards Usman Garuba and Rudy Gay and a future second round pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Patty Mills. So Oklahoma City gets depth. Now, who's to say that they're going to keep all these guys? I mean, Ty Ty Washington Jr., this is his third team in a year. That's fucking crazy. Because I believe the Houston Rockets drafted him. Then he was traded to Atlanta. Now he's a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. So the Oklahoma City Thunder, if they keep these dudes, which I think they should. Yo, I'm telling y'all, Oklahoma City going to surprise a lot of people. They could be like top six, top seven in the West. A lot of y'all niggas might call me crazy for that. But... It could be nothing but the truth. Meanwhile, Atlanta adds another guard to the depth chart, as the bench could include Patrick Mills, Kobe Bufkin, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Onyeka Okungwu, which, with the departure of John Collins, could move into the starting lineup, though. And then Jalen Johnson. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, man. I'd look out for Atlanta to make some noise. I know I say this every fucking year about the Hawks and they disappoint. But I think this year is the year that they get their shit together. Because they have done nothing but... You know, build around Trey and DeJounte. But that trade is wild, though. Philadelphia 76ers forward Paul Reed Jr. has signed a three-year, $20 million offer sheet with the Utah Jazz. Wow. So the Sixers have until uh, Sunday, which is today, 11.59 Eastern Standard Time to, you know, match the offer. And I think Philly's going to match this offer. Philly should match this offer. They need all the depth that that they can in this particular situation. To attain him 
He was a great role player for them last year. So, one of the terms of this offer sheet provides a unique twist. The first season of the contract is fully guaranteed, and the two following become guaranteed for $15.7 million if Reed's team advances to the conference semifinals next year. If the Sixers match the offer sheet, they will exceed the $165 million luxury tax threshold and incur an additional $14 million in tax penalties. Reed would have veto power on a trade for the year if he remains with the Sixers. Damn. So basically, if they recommit to Paul Reed, they go over the luxury tax and incur an extra $14 million in penalties. Ooh, that's a rough decision. Yeah, from a business standpoint, you let him walk. But from a team building standpoint, I would keep the nigga in my opinion and just try to continue to find a trade for James Harden um, the Golden State Warriors signed Dario Saric I think it's a good move it's not a great move but a good move because they need all the help that they can get and Saric is 6'9 he's one of the taller players on the team he probably might be playing some stretch 5 and a lot of pick and pop. And he fits well with their offense. With his game. Montrez Harrell returns to the Philadelphia 76ers. That's shocking. On a one year deal. Um, Fine. I'm guessing that they re-sign Trez. Because they might lose Paul Reed. So, we got some picks trades for for you guys. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are trading three second-round picks to the Phoenix Suns for two first-round pick swaps, 2024 and 2030, and Isaiah Todd. And the second-round picks are via the Pelicans and Memphis, 2028 and 2029 picks. In 2024 and 2030, Memphis will have the right to swap its own first for the lesser of the Suns and Wizards first. Uh, the Suns traded the Wizards six second-round picks in the Bradley Beal trade. This starts to fill the losses here. All right, man, that is it for my show today. I want to thank y'all for coming through and listening to your boy and fucking with me on this early Sunday morning. Uh, by the time you guys get this, it could be the uh, it could be around the noon time. But this is King Known Uncensored. 